0: And welcome, and you're listening to Geekologist Radio, a division of the Ninja Pancake family of podcasts. And now, shut up and sit down. Hey, it's Cajun here, and welcome to Geekologist Radio, where we take you into our gaming systems and ride the hype train into the future. Let's introduce our pair. For tonight's cast, it's me and Mr. Damien Nash. How's it going, Damien?
1: How's uh, it going? All right. This is what happens when one of your hosts sleeps through about 40 minutes of the podcast originally. <laughs> yes.
0: And another one is reconnecting the internet from most of rural Utah. And we did a poor job of having enough people on. And But at the end of the day, most good podcasts out there. You got two people talking, so we're going to bounce stuff back and forth. But the thing is, it's like this is the gaming one. This is the gaming podcast. And I think with a lot of the TV shows and stuff and the hit of one big thing that dropped this week for me personally just consumed basically everything in my gaming world uh, up until now. So uh, that's where we're going to be getting into. And uh, I would like to jump into Arizona Missions.
1: Yeah, so Arizona Missions. I talked about last week about Marvel Heroes Omega and how to get, you know, characters for two accounts on the same thing. Well, the problem is is when I said, I said marketplace, I didn't say not in-game marketplace. Buy it. If you buy these in the Xbox marketplace or the PlayStation marketplace, what happens is that grants your account and whoever you have that you like, you know, your home account or wherever with that key. And that will allow those people those those profiles to be able to play those characters as if they own them and, and then they will also get their own boxes like if the if you buy a character in pack and it comes with a couple of loot boxes they get their own loot boxes so whatever you open up and you get that person's not necessarily going to get the same thing so that was my that was my error and omission it's on the marketplace if you buy a character and your account is has another account th- it has to be at the time before the time of purchase. You can't like buy something and then go over and make another account, your home Xbox, and then give it to them. You have to have already pre-set up another Xbox as your home Xbox. But then multiple accounts, get the character, and it is awesome. Oh, nice.
0: All right. I think that was that was it for Arizona Missions. We're we're doing less and less things wrong. So <laughs> that would be good. But um I can just keep. I, I can keep mine from the previous one. My audio was bad in Game On uh, last week, just like it was in the NRQ episode last week. So yeah, that was my bad. And I'm watching ever more diligently at the little audio spikes in audacity right now, and everything is looking a lot better. Nice, nice. Now we're jumping into the actually the Game On segment of Game On, and first up is the thing that just consumed me and all of uprising and all of so many people was Destiny Two dropped a beta right now we're in the closed section of it by the time this releases the open will have started and have fully finished and but the beta is upon us and we're playing full-on destiny it's like a new game Have you you got into a little bit yet damien
1: yeah i i have and i have a hard time calling it a beta i feel like it's a demo slash stress test Mm -hmm. um but even so There's so many little changes that make it feel so good. Like when I first picked up the controller, I was like, I was like, ah, I go, am I playing this because I I'm hyped about it? Or am I playing this because my friends are all playing it? I changed my tune about five minutes in five minutes in. I'm like, I'm hyped about this. Oh my God. Look at that lighting. Oh my God. Wait, what? SMGs. Finally. Finally. Uh,
0: I disagree with that. We've oh. always had S- we've always had SMGs in test in Destiny. They've just been the fast firing auto rifles. They basically just put he- heavy hitting okay, auto rifles into okay, a different category, okay. and they put the the, the, the fast ones there. They just calling them SMGs now. Now, but the doctor of passing was an SMG. <laughs> yeah the
1: the, the see because SMGs have been like my, are always been like my go to gun. What I what I'm really satisfied with right now with it is that they really made you feel the distance that a weapon is good at in this. Yes. Like like an SMG will melt your face in close combat. Will, me- will melt an enemy's face, you know, of any kind, NPC or player in close combat at a distance. It's a peace shooter. Move to your different rifles. It, feels good it feels fluid i i like I was kind of a little like they, they did some change ups like you know in in crucible heavy ammo is only for one person you have to kind of, you have to think ahead uh who's good you know distance to the heavy ammo who's better with the heavy ammo like it's gonna cause there's gonna be a lot more a lot more uh teamwork involved Cajun
0: yeah exactly and i I kept calling it heavy almost the almost the entire time in PvP, even though it's called power ammo. I was still calling oh, yeah, it you're matches. Right, I you're was right. calling it power. An
1: error before it.
0: Yeah, yeah. But the main thing is, is uh, I was saying before, power ammo is ammo for weapons that kill in one shot. Yes. And so, I mean, you have shotguns and fusion rifles in it too, but when you get a rocket, you get one rocket. You have the new weapon, the grenade launcher, it can kill in one, but it doesn't have much splash damage. You have to hit the person. You have to hit the Oh, yeah, I learned target. that the hard
1: way.
0: Yeah, to get a kill and uh all, a lot of this stuff being uh, new it, the game feels different the missions are longer mm-hmm. so destiny 2 is like well at least what we saw we saw one mission and we saw one strike but the mission was it felt longer than a normal mission uh there was more layers to it uh, um the same thing with the strike the strike was really long had a lot of layers to it um and wasn't just a quick sprint through to the finish that I think some of the strikes have felt like in the past. And this was re- just regular difficulty. Amping up the difficulty layer, putting it uh, with more enemies, tougher enemies, and shields. I think especially in some of these tighter arenas and how some of these enemies are, it's going to make this even uh, more fun when the game comes out. So that, that excites me, uh, getting this stuff. We don't have a social space. Uh, not social space, an open area. We had the Cosmodrome in D1 beta. Mm-hmm. We don't have that here. But the beginning of this strike, you can go and explore Nessus, the planet, or moon, whatever it is. You can go explore that pretty extensively. Uh, you can find what feels like public event stuff. Uh, there's a little, some jumps that apparently you can go through that I haven't made it into yet. And it's people even found out a game-breaking glitch, only for the strike, but that you can uh, jinx your super and make it last infinitely. Uh, But it has to do with some pikes, a band of roving pikes that you can uh, wait around and find just running around the side part of the strike, not doing the regular part of it. So that's fun with a with a fire team of friends all communicating when you're the two people running around or the one person running around and the rest of everybody's trying to do the strike regularly. Not nearly as fun for them just watching you do that.
1: So listen, have you have you played much of the Crucible yet? A lot of the Crucible. Yes. Have you found any tactics yet that really work for the control?
0: um so it's all on that one map and i my initial one is i jump i don't go to the b flag itself i just jump the gap because they're all looking up and i just land right on the side of them and i've gotten quite a few double kills doing that um i found that you disappear on your radar on radar a little it seems like faster and harder when you crouch Mm -hmm. so if you need to act like you're running away like as soon as you start running away, turn the corner and crouch. You can really juke somebody out and be hiding around the corner if you have so, like a SMG ready or a shotgun ready for them if you're weak. Um I was watching one of our clanmates, Flawless Desi, uh, do a lot more crouching. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot to do that because I don't do it much in D1 because it's so much faster. Yeah. Time to kill in Destiny 2, PvP is so much longer. Um that's it means a huge shift taking so long to kill. So getting a drop on somebody, getting shots on them first, um, is not as important, but if you can like really get them over halfway down by the element of surprise, um, is even better because getting that first shot off when you both see each other on your radar is, then it's just the dance, Yeah. but melting them to halfway, you're, you're almost there and you can finish them.
1: Yeah. One of the things that I noticed when I got on there is, I, so I played as a Titan and I played as a Warlock. And I started out Destiny 1 primarily as a Warlock. I drifted to the Titan and stayed ty- Titan for majority of my time after. And coming back to this one, I think I'm going to be going back to the Warlock. That being said, I will play mostly in a lot of MMO-style games like that. I'll play like a battle healer or something like that. I like playing either the Druid or the Cleric we were talking about how destiny has kind of gone away from being the, that, that this one seemed like it was trying to take away itself away from the MMO aspect. But in some aspects, it's actually running full speed ahead because it now it's, it's, it's always kind of had that Holy Trinity feel, but it's, it's re uh, it's doubling down on that. The, the uh, Titan is Skill. definitely, your, yeah, the Titan is your tank. your huh. your Hunter is basically your crowd control slash DPS. Um mm-hmm. and then your warlock is your healer class. And using these things, I was like, I, I, I put on my headset. I'm like, listen, because I'm like, I know you guys all have expensive headsets that you guys are using to play this game. Don't be acting like you guys can't talk to me. Turn your mic on now. Let's 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 come up with a let's I, I have an idea. Let's do this. Because I was playing and I had two Titans with me and then i had a and i had a hunter the hunter did not put his mic on the two titans put their mic on this is what we did we started going to the control spots titan 1 had the tower wall shield he would throw that thing up behind us titan 2 put up the uh the little shield that like the gunnery station in front of us i dropped the healing the my healing station right in there you could not like you had it was like and then i started watching the sides while the other two titans took care of other other damage and stuff, you couldn't kill us. Like it was a mo and and it would heal up. It would get up fast enough that by the time we got to the next control station, we were able to do the same maneuver again. It's like a mobile tank. And then our oh. our hunter guy was just kind of running around doing whatever. He was just like he was like cannon fodder. But it was a mobile tank. It was such a cool option, and I look forward to seeing what that's gonna do in in trials, Cajun.
0: Yeah, and also it feels like, I don't know if it actually exists, but it feels like that a recovery is slower in this one. Mm -hmm. So when you have something like that and you have the healing skill of the Warlock, that really helps because when your recovery is being boosted and your opponent's is not at all, and the time to kill being so long, you can really win fights when you uh, put that in properly.
1: Yeah, so it's the meta for PvP, Like, I started out being salty at not having the the big, grandiose PvP battles that you could have, but after playing it and feeling out the characters, you're going to have so many different fire teams and different tactics to be able to call out with a four-man team and execute them accurately and effectively. Those are the same things. Anyway, it's, yeah. <laughs> it, it's gonna right. it, it's gonna make for a really fun to w- both watch and to learn experience when the game comes out in full speed. I mean, it's you're gonna have it, it's building up a lot more on Sherpas and other things of being able to take people in and show them, hey, this is what I do. Let's do this. You're gonna have a lot there. Places. Oh, the other thing, places on the map in PvP are named. No longer yeah. are you saying. Yeah, you know, you had stated about this earlier, but it's mm-hmm. very much so. You're not they did they want the Halo thing on this because they did that with Halo. They're like, oh, people would say, oh, by the outhouse or by this, they would name things. They did that now. They really are really going for that esports feel, but it feels so good. It really does.
0: Yeah, and like in uh, you're talking uh, strats and stuff like a naming thing and countdown. There was like rugs, and then mm-hmm. there was market. And we started getting, it was so easy to call out because that stuff was on the map. Uh, Instead of having to invent the new names and just saying over here or this lower area, higher area, you can say the exact area because it's right there on the map. Just look at the bottom left corner of your screen and you can see where you are. And that really helped out a lot. Um, But jumping back, you're talking about the skills earlier, and I forgot to mention this earlier, but the Titan skill and the Warlock skill, you're using them as a mobile tank area. The, the hunter skill doesn't have a play in that. And, and to me, the hunter skill in PvP, the, a tuck and roll that either reloads your gun or your melee, is so much weaker compared to the other two. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was very palatable to, to, to feel that. Now, the one thing is the aerial game. Um, I did see some hunters being a lot more efficient at the aerial game, which is jumping, bouncing up and down, making yeah. themselves tough targets while they're shooting you from in the air um you can't really do that with titans and warlocks because you don't fall as fast in Mm d2 as you do in d1 when you press stop you floof down with your titan or your warlock a lot slower and it's not like an instant fall uh and so you're a much easier target i got busted like that with a titan one time i got up in the air and did a shot and i turned and i looked and there was a sniper there and like he hadn't sniping yet and I was like oh he's not that he must not be a good of a sniper he hit me yet and I just stopped my jump and I just started floating down slowly it's like oh no <laughs> and then he finally lined up his shot and took my head off and stuff like that was, uh, was a little frustrating but when you were talking about earlier about Sherpas uh, we've been in the news with it and there's a lot of people that have been in the news with it but a lot of people found an that uprising that I was playing with they weren't and so uh, all of this is big changes to them like well, what's this why is that there and like first thing on a control map, a couple people ran to a, uh, a control point that needed capturing. Uh, I, this is after B. And I see a couple of people capturing it. And I, have, I let them know, you don't capture it any faster with two people on his own. You're like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I just need one. Let's go, let's go. Let's leave one behind. And uh, all these game changes that we're aware of because Bungie has released it is not aware to everybody else. And it's also not palatable in-game. You can't see it yeah. in-game. Uh, so uh, the need for knowledgeable client support, the need for for sherpas to help out, is more so because of the significant amount of changes that they've made to the to the game, um, and made it a, a true sequel. This isn't just a bigger DLC, which is kind of what I think a lot of people who are liking the changes in Destiny wanted. But some of the stuff they needed to change to make this better, to give us more content and to make some of these balanced things happen uh, came to exist. And we also got to see two different lobbies in this one, one of those being the open uh, lobby and the other being the competitive lobby or the quick play lobby and the competitive lobby. The quick play one is the connection-based matchmaking and the competitive is skill-based. We got to see those. And I don't think those skills set yet because we were still rolling people in competitive. Not all the time, but... Just yeah, as easily yeah. as we were in quick play, because we were a fire team before communicating.
1: So. Oh yeah, no, it's the the gameplay, the the gun, the gun game, the gun game, so fun. Like it's mm-hmm. like play, you play the different characters, you get a different different set of guns. each. So you have, you want to play all the characters to get a different taste for the weaponry in the game. The exotic that the titans get to play with the gatling gun, it may mm-hmm. it, it's it's so much it, it's it just feels good. Um, It makes sense. It's almost, it's like a hybrid. It kind of feels a little bit like the service regime, except for this one, when you have it clicked into fast mode, except for this one, it gets more accurate and stronger bullets as, oh no, it doesn't doesn't get more accurate. It gets less accurate, but stronger bullets as it ramps up speed. But if you're up close, it just melts things all hell and looks cool doing it.
0: It's a great boss weapon to have as one of your first two weapons. So mm-hmm. without having to go into your power weapon category, it's a great boss melter. Yeah, I was I was I was saving the ammo because you go through a whole clip. You I think you can run what maybe three and a half full clips with that thing with a fully uh, loaded gun because the clips are so huge. Yeah, on it. But I was I was starting to save that up for bosses and just like change it and like, boom, just melt them down, baby.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. It was fun. I, I think I
0: ran through the strike four times because people were coming in, wanting to run it. I was like, I want to try it with this class. See, I yeah, I, I read see. It.
1: I haven't read, ran the strike yet. Uh, I, I oh, just, okay. I've done because of work works stuff. I've I've done the, I've done the the first opening mission, and I've done a, just a bunch of multiplayer because I'm like yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm going to go after people because I need my, my yeah. fix, and it's been given it.
0: Yeah, and this is something that's going to be completely prevalent to everybody as well too but one thing i didn't i was not aware was you can't play anything in the beta until you play the homecoming mission on each on each character so if you wanted to play uh on the hunt on the hunter you'd have to play the homecoming mission to be able to play the strike or any pvp stuff so uh, i was unaware of that and i was just like i'm just gonna play it through this one and then come back and forth and you can't match make in the in the homecoming mission either even after you've done it, you can't go back and play, which I was really hoping to do. Mm-hmm. But there is one section in the homecoming mission where you get teamed randomly teamed up with people. You get teamed randomly. And it was it was great because it's the exact spot in the tower where you randomly get teamed up with people where you land in at and it was randomly dropping other guardians in to help you. And I thought that yeah. was really sweet. But I did find myself getting lost sometimes. I was just like, Where am I? Because you're going through like in weird directions and mm-hmm. through broken walls. Uh, through the tower, and like, where am I? Like, this looks like the hang. This is the hangar, but I'm here on this side. And that's okay. That's the way, right there. That was pretty cool. Getting myself turned around and recording myself with the art and architecture that was still existing that hadn't been broken up
1: yet. Yeah. Um. So this is kind of going into the you know, kind of spoilers, but I don't know. I I like I don't know if this was just if they did this just for the beta. Or if this is actually going to be a story, but what did you think about you know when you're going to find the speaker and he's not there They're like he he didn't make it, yeah I mean that seems too that seems like too cut and dry like oh yeah, you know, he didn't make it, like it doesn't seem like
0: there's all those theories and we know our friends on Destiny Ghost Stories mm-hmm. uh they have their theories on the speaker not all of them but there is a pretty strong theory on the speaker uh not being the most moral person let's put it that way and so we'll hopefully we get to see him again uh, at some point in D2 uh, maybe in vanilla D2 or maybe one of DLCs and find out where his
1: uh Loyalties his lie. allegiances
0: lie maybe it's in the Osiris one maybe Osiris had something with this particular scenario right here uh, not the red Le- the Red Legion but with the speaker himself we get to see you think the speaker's and, uh, Osiris? no i mean that would that would be mind-blowing right there but yeah just take takes his face off like oh yeah it's you you just wear a mask all the time (laughs) i can never tell (laughs) we can take our helmet off in the tower by pressing a button right here in our hood (laughs) yours is on all the time now we see your face osiris (laughs) but yeah uh that would be a that would be a crazy twist but no i think it would i think it's more along the lines he's put to the question by osiris is uh with no basis in anything just a shot in the dark theory. Yeah. But yeah, that that was that one and I really want to see the story about how we get our light back because we play Homecoming, we see our light not being there, but then our lights back later. So, we know we we'll get it back in some way shape or form. Mm. It's just how that is. Um and would like to see a little bit of a buff on the hunter skill. That's it just Something maybe and then grenade recharge rate. Um, all of them are the same on each class, so well, I'm saying, um, uh, I'm saying across the board in general, grenade
1: uh, recharge rate.
0: Yeah, all of those have been really dumbed down a lot. Basically, everything that can, well, even grenades can't kill in one hit anymore, Uh, even stickies. So, So, all that stuff's just been making just dumbed down to make it slower and. It's it's definitely done that, and it's still fun. Um, but I definitely also think the community is going to push back and ask for some of that to be tuned back up just a little bit. Oh yeah, because the Slova bomb is slow.
1: Yeah, I saw what. <laughs> yeah, that when that went off, like one time, like it's bad when you see a super coming at you and you're like, oh, and then you're able That's to get away. Bomb. You're able to get away. <laughs> yeah,
0: it, it's giant. And you just got to run around it and it will chase you. That thing has homing, like, it's just a giant axiom bolt. It's a, it's a giant Liam Neeson. Yeah. <laughs> I know where you are and I will find you and I will kill you. And it will do that, but it's slow. and You just got to outrun the dang thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just run it to your, your crew. You're like, Hey guys, get, save me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and because it also, it spawns like little ones after that. So it's, Oh God. Yeah. It, it's gnarly when it hits. But I've been playing too much of the other ones. uh, The sword. sword.
1: Oh, sword is so good. (laughs) One
0: thing I didn't realize on Dawnblade on the Warlock was that it has no splash damage. Mm -hmm. And you you need to hit the target because it doesn't have horseshoes and hand grenades either. You need to physically hit with each blade you throw. If you miss by an inch, no damage. Sorry. All right. Now moving on. What's this uh, thing you got here in, in the R
1: O K H? So it's a it is a game I'm reviewing right now. It's an early access. Uh, I tried to get into the alpha back when it first uh, first released, and wasn't able to get into that. But last year at PAX, I actually talked with the developers of this game, and it takes place mostly on Mars right now. Um, what happens is is that Earth is at its like no more people like it it's we don't have we don't have any more uh like we've maxed capacity we don't have any more things to mine we have no we we don't have where we we don't have anything going forward and so there was a Mars colony it was doing really well but nuclear they decided oh we're gonna have a nuclear power generator over all this stuff well Then something goes wrong. The nuclear power generator explodes, killing everybody that's on Mars. Well, and then, and so what happens is Earth is like, we need, we still need Mars. We still, we started, we need to clean up all the nuclear debris. We need to rebuild, recreate. They put together a new team. And uh, basically what the game is, it's a sandbox science fiction multiplayer survival game. Uh, it was announced that it was being developed in December of 2015, but the, and it's built on the unreal engine. And it, so it's got elements of Eve. It's got elements, you, you know, of that space exploration, stuff like that. Uh, if you watch like the trailer for it, the trailer, the way that it the paints the picture, it's almost like an act activist game for, you know, for earth, uh, saying, get your head out of your ass. Uh, the Steam score for it, 6 out of 10. i I've just dipping my toes into it. The game is beautiful graphically. Uh, it's voxel based gameplay. So if you're thinking voxel, you're thinking like cubular, you know, you know, cube building, stuff like that. Um, you build everything out of voxels. Uh, but your character's not not like that. Your character looks as if it's like you and I. Uh, the space exploration and stuff like that's really got me intrigued. The the, just the visuals, the rocks, everything look really good on it. Uh, I'll have more next week to be able to talk about because I should actually have my review done by next week. Uh, but right now it's just, just getting my foot in the door. It's entertaining. It's interesting. It hits on those things where you need to get food. You need to watch your air. You need to watch things, but it's not so tight that it makes you feel claustrophobic. Uh, a lot of space games, a lot of things that deal with, where you have a limited supply of air all that stuff it can start to like kind of feel like yeah you got this big open world but how do I explore it kind of feeling where you feel claustrophobic in it so far it's not that it doesn't do that at all there's but the other thing is is community and you got to find you got to find like a play, be able to find a server where you can play with a lot of people and the players aren't douchebags and this game has immense potential so that's where i'm at right now I literally have only played it for about 30 minutes, but I'm very intrigued by it. And I'll have a lot more to talk about next week.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A lot of ifs there towards the end, but yeah, it definitely has some potential, but we, you reminded me of something you said, the air thing, because Borderlands, the pre-sequel has that, that it's, it's in, it's in space and you need to uh, uh, consume air. And so uh, when I read about that and I was like, and I wanted to play Claptrap anyway, I was like, Oh, Claptrap doesn't need air. He's a robot. And so it just basically negated all of that out of a...
1: That's why you play (laughs) Crow. Okay, I get you. Also,
0: he's the most snarky, funny, idiotic character in there. So I had to do it that way as well. The random super was annoying at times, but also hilarious. I'm like, oh, I really wanted something powerful here. And like you're going up against a tough boss and it does a melee only super. like, oh, (laughs) thanks. Thanks, Claptrap.
1: (laughs) All right. And what we're doing next week? Next week, I'm sure with the rest of the cast being on, there's going to be more talk of Destiny Beta. Uh, mm-hmm. well, well, you know, extra opinions, extra opinions, things like that. Uh, I know that I'll be talking more about Rock, or I'll learn how to actually pronounce the name. But it's R O K H, <laughs> and uh, I'll look up the acronym, whatever that is, too. <laughs> yeah, if it is, if it sometimes is, it, yeah.
0: sometimes there isn't one, or it's a hidden one. You got to figure out. But maybe it's Russian later.
1: Uh, I could be wrong. <laughs> but the uh, the other thing is, is that Fortnite drops, and I will be playing the heck out of Fortnite with my kids and and with Fouts. So I will. We will have that to talk about as well.
0: Nice. Yeah. I don't know how much new stuff I'm going to be uh be in. I'll, oh yeah, uh, season eleven of Diablo three. I'll be playing some oh, of that's that. Oh, right. So I'll, I'll I, out yeah, I'll
1: there. be on that too. I forgot season eleven drops.
0: You gotta have time to do anything, man.
1: Mm-mm. <laughs> I got four all days. Right. So my my nephew's coming up, so and he's all about gaming because when he's up visiting me, so that that'll give me my nice, time. <laughs> nice.
0: But now let's get excited about some gaming stuff in the hype tree.
1: Alrighty, so what we're gonna start it here with is Kingdom Hearts Three trailer. I've played bits and pieces of the other Kingdom Hearts games always longing to play them uh but they were on PlayStation when they came over and they're on like Nintendo 3ds and stuff I wanted to get the games but something would happen my son would break his 3ds and I would give him mine and then I didn't have one so I just it's it's been a longing relationship for me and Kingdom Hearts mm-hmm. this one coming out on Xbox I don't care if I've missed the other ones I'm gonna get I'm gonna dip my toes in. Because I mean it's Disney. And like Final Fantasy combined. It's awesome. And they showed a new world. It was. And the new world is Toy Story. And in the preview. If you actually watch the preview. You feel like you're watching a sequel. To the Toy Story films. Like it's spot on. Animation is amazing. The gameplay. The fighting. Everything looks fun. It's. It just, because like I know a lot about the other other Kingdom Heart games, where they visited the you know they visited Tron in the past, they've done all this stuff. It's such a cool, surreal experience, like to be able to play as a character that's visiting all these other characters. You got Goofy, you got you know that that come and, and fight with you and whatnot, and to be able to take that and go to Toy Story. You're a toy. You actually are converted into an action figure. That's the other thing. Your main character, you are an action figure. Oh, God. It's just – it's going to be fun. And it's a game that you can play with, with – You know, if you're worried you know, some of your other games might have adult content, you can play this game with your kids in the room. They can laugh. They can read. You can read the stuff to them. It's visually entertaining.
0: It looks, it looks fun. And there's always games that kind of – I was curious about them, but it was never – I would never could play him on any of the systems that I gamed on. Uh, one thing about Kingdom Hearts three is it looks, at besides the Nintendo Switch, it things available almost everywhere. Yeah. So that's going to be a big jump for them is increasing uh, the amount of people who could play it, increasing their market oh, uh, yeah. space presence. Yeah.
1: But yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it when it comes out. I'm gonna be all over it. I know Chris will be all over it. I know uh brandon will be playing it it's it's gonna be one of those games where a lot of us will okay i will have it it will i will say i'm gonna play it but with all the other games coming out like you know destiny 2 and other things we'll see how much play time it really gets it'll probably be one of those things that sits in my backlog chronicle for a bit
0: yeah and i've i'm more aware of my backlog chronicle now so i'm less likely to buy uh, these just, these just games just pick it up later
1: when it's a lot cheaper when it's
0: when it's a lot cheaper exactly yeah much more likely to do that I'm actually trying to find the uh, the release date on it right now but uh, if I find that I'll bring it up but we can move on to the uh, the next one
1: Spider Man gets backstory from Insomniac so this one you know we we know Insomniac Games is doing the new Spider Man game you have to be living under a log to not know that that's coming that that's what's coming I that's this. This Spider-Man game is is a system seller. Yeah, I mean it looks great, and honestly, that's actually all we got is that it looks great right now from people, and so that's what what people are wanting to buy a system over is is the appearance of the game. But the thing is, is that Sony's notorious for making amazing Spider-Man games, like really really outstanding Spider-Man games. This one is going to give Spider-Man his backstory that he was missing as if you needed to know Spider-Man's backstory again. That's, I guess that's kind of my, my thing is it's like, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of like, I'm like some people are like, yeah. And I'm kind of like, "Mm, we know his backstory. Right. It's like, that seems like that's just, that's low hanging fruit. Let's give you a couple levels where you experience his backstory. You don't need that. Give me new content. And that's kind of like, I'm not like I'm going, I know I kind of sound like I'm going Chris salty on this, but it's been done so much. We don't need to catch the criminal. We don't need any backstory. Just let us go full speed ahead, Cajun.
0: Yeah. In uh in Batman, the first Arkham game, you don't find out that his parents are dead. Yeah. You you just you just assume that the uh Bruce Wayne's parents have been killed. Just the same way in this, like Uncle Ben's dead. And his death spawns Spider-Man to uh, fight crime. We know these things. And it, especially when you made so many things that I agree, you don't need to be saying that stuff. Oh, and I did find the date for King, Kingdom Hearts is releasing in 2018. Okay. That's what they said. Okay. They said the entire year of 2018. So, so somewhere in 365 days of 2018, we're going to get Kingdom Hearts 3. Okay. So n- very noncommittal.
1: What they'll do is they'll just probably set up for, doesn't Toy Story, the new Toy Story movie comes out in 2018, correct? Uh, No clue. I think it does. And I have to look up another
0: movie now. Hold on. <laughs> it's called the, when the Toy Story movie's coming out again. Now i got to look up that one.
1: So now we can move on to the next one while I look up that. <laughs> Telltale announces, this is the, some, some pretty cool stuff coming from Comic-Con. Telltale announces Batman Season 2, hopefully with less of the uh, Telltale jitter. Chris is so fond mm. of. Yeah. This is one that I'm. Yes. Jank. Yeah, I know. The Jank, janky, yank. the janky, yank, the janky, the janky, janky yeah. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the Wolf Among Us season two is coming. If you, you know, that's another one you'd have to be under a rock because it, it came out Wolf Among Us came out as actually games with gold. You could get it. You can pick it up. If you had Xbox live, you can still pick up like the first episode and play that one just to get an idea for it it is a really good story. It is a really good, like noir kind of feel to it. Mm -hmm. And so to have the Wolf Among Us season two, finally coming, I'm hoping that this is something to get where guardians of the galaxy really isn't hitting that itch. Like I like after, after the, at least the first episode was great. Second episode. uh, I'll get into more on that next, next week. But uh Wolf Among Us season two, it 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 it's just it's it's tough to get excited about. It's like it's real, true, hype trained stuff. Like I want to play it, I want to experience it, I love that world. Again, it's a merging of like fantasy, fairy tale stuff in a dark, gritty, real world setting. I love I love the mixer, mixture of that, you know, and that one they called Fables, Fables with Reality. It just it's going to be good. And then The Walking Dead has announced that Telltale The Walking Dead, the final season. Um, Kill them all. <laughs> yeah. So it, part of me feels that, th- that this, you know, releasing in The Walking Dead, the final season. Yes, it gives some closure to something. They can go on and they can create other games and stuff like that and not be known as just The Walking Dead was their main one that they started out as. Uh, The other opportunity that this does is they sell this game, then they bundle a big, big Walking Dead pack together and say, hey, look, now you got the game of the last few years edition. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, The Walking Dead final season, mixed emotions on it. Being you know the final season, but it you know if as long as it closes the character arc that's been going on and gives us you know a good bow on it without leaving it open, then I'd be down for that. Um, thought,
0: yeah, thoughts, now do it. Now doing the full reach back into time. Toy Story Four comes out in June 2019, so it's definitely not going to be tied to the okay, release of okay, Kingdom Hearts. 3. All
1: right. So with that. We're gonna move move away from Telltale. Still excited about that Wolf Among Us season two. Out of out of the mo- the three announcements, that's the one I'm most excited for. We're gonna cock a little Call of Duty World War Two Nazi zombie trailer. You know, George A. Romero would be actually proud. I think he'd be proud mm-hmm. of seeing what they're what the development company's done on this because the zombies like. The last zombies they had, it was, they went really, in the last game, they went like 80s horror. They went like very, it's very cheesy. Really cheesy. You weren't afraid of the zombies. What they went with this is they went full on horror. Like they want you to be, they want a reason for you to be afraid. They want you to have that, 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 those moments where you're like, oh my God, no, I'm, you know, they want to freak out. And they said you know, before they even showed the trailer that they want a horror experience. And then you see the trailer and I, you play this in a dark room. You're going to get jump scares. Like no tomorrow, the zombies, all of them have varying like de- degrees of rot. They, the creatures just look nasty. Like it's like, I don't want that touch me. Don't you get away from me. The atmosphere is so thick in the preview that it just it's palatable. Like it just feels like if it just feels really good watching it, I haven't been a fan of zombies in a while. And that made me sad because I loved, I used to love zombies, but then once every company started making, Hey, we're making zombies. Hey, we're making, you know, it used to be something that one, it, it was kind of like, uh, Activision, you're doing this again. Did you not learn from guitar hero? But this feels like, hey, we, we we realize it. We're going back to World War II. We're going back to our roots. We're going back to our roots with Nazi zombies. This is what we're doing. We're creating something really, really scary. It's going to be a completely different experience than any of the other ones you've, you've played with little callbacks to the others. Like you see the box. You see certain things. I'm totally excited for this. I would almost just get Call of Duty for this mode that's how excited I am actually about the Nazi zombies. I'm tired. So I might, you might not hear it in my voice, the inflection, <laughs> but I am, I am, I'm Damien pumped about this.
0: <laughs> nice. Yeah. And there's only so many shooting games I can get excited about, but uh, yeah, this one is definitely not in my wheelhouse at all. I've never liked the call of duty series of any, any of their games, uh, just time to kill too much. And then I know the story's good. Just, always distracted with other games but uh having full-on different modes like this uh different worlds that you can play in your in your sandbox and just that looks interesting though uh, i wouldn't get it but i definitely see the appeal <laughs>
1: yeah and the last step that we have on hype train this week actually is in fact fortnite which by time this launches i have uh, will already have been playing Uh, My early access to Fortnite starts at 7 in the morning. Um, It's a survival horror with a mix of Overwatch. Now, I say that because it's like... Fortnite is a hero-based shooter, third-person shooter slash survival slash tower-defense combo. Um, You base your everything in... So you have your hub world. Kind of, so to speak. So it's like your tower, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, when you go out and on missions, missions are in randomly generated levels. You go into and you have a mission that you're supposed to go and go and do. Whether it's locate survivors, you know, get supplies, whatnot. You go out into these mission worlds and you do, you you gather up what you need to do. Now you can bring that stuff back to your home base and you can build your home base up the end game in fortnite which is something i was curious about is actually takes place in home base home base is where you can create this grandiose giant big castle or dome beyond the thunderdome you can create basically to your heart's content what you want to to defend it's like a little kid building their forts dream as an adult Another cool feature in this thing is that if, say, I get myself an exotic gun and I have the components to build two, I can mm-hmm. build a second one and I can hand it to you and you can use it. Now, when it breaks down, I don't know if you have if you have the parts, if you can repair it or if you lose it. Uh, but it, it's really, really cool with the team play aspect of it. One thing I would have liked to have seen different that right now they say, oh, yeah, you got different heroes you get. Well, the different heroes, there's they start out with eight heroes, uh, one of either gender for the each of the classes. Um, But instead of getting new heroes, your new heroes have different skills, like your different leveled heroes that you can get as you can find in these loot pinatas as you're playing the game. Are variations of clothing and and color scheme on said clothing. And that's your different, your, and, and like different hair colors, stuff like that. So that's your different characters as of right now. Uh, getting past that, the animation is very much like Overwatch, which isn't a bad thing. It was a change from the original outlook of it, which was a more grittier kind of Gears of War style, considering this comes from Epic. But. The fact that you do four-player co-op, you go into someone's mission. So, like, let's say I jump into your game. You're going to go, like, I take back whatever I get in your world and help you do. Like, whatever items I get, I bring back to my home world to be able to build up on my base. But the, the game itself... Looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Streamers are loving it. Uh, I actually, Fouts and I jumped on because they had this thing where you could actually join. They had various streamers that have been playing the game. And you can join one of their their crews. Fouts and I joined with Erics uh, uh, as our commander. So we're going to get some special gear and his emblem in-game. Uh, but we'll have a lot to talk about next week on it. But as of right now, I'm super hyped for it. If you like Minecraft, if you like tower defense, if you like zombies, like Call of Duty zombies type stuff, it's something for you to check out because it looks entertaining. Also, if you like Overwatch, because it has that hero, that hero shooter aspect to it.
0: Nice. I saw uh, some of the gameplay um, from, man, some. Some streamers playing it, some conference playing it. Uh, it's popping out everywhere, and it seems to be like getting a lot of hype in, from different arenas it's recently. Been, it's and been
1: in development for six years, so it...
0: Yeah, it's one of those, we've been waiting for this for a while, EFI expectations thing. and Yeah, it definitely looked fun, and, and it's, that, it's not like high fidelity graphics, but it's more of the world and the, the procedurally generated and this... And the mechanics of this game and the RPG elements, and those are the things that are going to make the, this game fun. So, mm-hmm. I look forward to hearing all uh, your stories from the Fortnite averse.
1: Now, with that, I think we are done, guys. I think this is our actually Derek. I think this is the <laughs> end of the night, guy. guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll just go ahead and sign off. You can find us at geekologist at ninjapancake.com on Twitter uh at geekologist radio minus the T for character restrictions on the web, geekologistradio.com and ninja dot com. And you can find me at Caucasian Saint All One Word on Twitter.
1: You can find me at Mr. Damien Nash, all one word on Twitter and Man in that Geekologist Radio Twitter.
0: All right. And for that, uh this would be game on episode, episode 50. 50 at this point. Yeah. woof yeah, we're we're uh, we're putting that content hot and heavy, man. With the Game of Thrones episodes and these, you, your week is loaded with content. So enjoy, and we're out.